0: Yes, sir. What can I do for you, sir?
1: Yes, I'd like, I'm
0: holding, I'd like to ask Uncle Henry a question. You are live on the air with Uncle Henry. You made it past all of the elaborate screening procedures, and you've ended up live on the air. Oh, excellent. Uh, Yes, when I was a child, my grandmother used to say, a watched pot never boils, and a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Right. That was all. Uh, excuse me. Hey, all right, look, this. Come on, now. We had this fantastic call. Was that the pot bowling over? I don't know what that was, but we had a fantastic We had the two magnificent calls in a row, creating such an aura of wonderment on the Uncle Henry show, and then we get this. You know, that was actually pretty weak. I can do better than that. Give me just a second. No, 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 no. No, we're not going to go down that road. That's not what this show is about, uh, this kind of stuff, these kind of a pranks. And I don't know uh, if, if I need to contact the engineers and have them go in there and see if the call screening software is working or not. But that was absolutely ridiculous that that call came through the elaborate call screening procedures and ended up with that kind of a thing on Good Friday of all days to have that kind of a security breach. And I've got, and this, this is all in advance of giving away these front row seats at 740, where th- this, th- what if that kind of a call came through when I was trying to give away the tickets? But, you know, it's a good demonstration of all the sin of the world, that kind of call of why Jesus had to do what Jesus did, what we celebrate today. is because that, guy, that guy illustrated it. Yeah. He, so he, we can tie him in. Not up. We can tie him in to the entire discussion. Jesus forgives malicious burping too. All right, well, I, that was uh, uh, inappropriate. And I, maybe this was spring break. Maybe I'm, it is a spring break type of call that would come into the show. I'm just more offended by how weak it was. I mean, if you're going to do that well, on the not, Uncle don't. Henry don't show, you don't. I find Diet Dr. Don't. Pepper really. Look, kicks that's it not in for a, me. This show, we don't discuss anything like that on this show. And if you get a 20 ounce, and if you can get past the burn of the first. All right, microphone off, KP. Microphone is off. I'm as serious as I can be about this.
2: And during the moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here
0: can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program
2: of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars, they are, and God bless them for that. Here we go,
3: here we go. I'm Chris.
1: I'm also Chris.
3: And we are your friends with benefits.
1: Hashtag FWB Podcast.
3: Now this show is a show where we discuss things like that. <laughs> See? there it is (laughs) whoopee we we discuss things like that on this show you won't find that on that show but this show we
1: normally do that like i normally (laughs) would not do that directly into my microphone but the setup like your setup was too good to pass up no
3: it's that's perfect and and you know we're gonna have uh weeks upon weeks upon weeks of, of more opportunity for that uh that was in fact uh the 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 pot boiling over um where we welcome that sort of thing on this show it is not a a profane thing that we don't talk about uh because as as you know it smells like
1: a bunch of farts got in a fight
3: that's why also we're what over, we do burping into microphones we're aiming to be the first podcast in the history of podcasts to have their farts sponsored. So if you have a business that wants to fa- that wants to sponsor when we fart into the microphones, um, we'll do it. We'll give you a, a plug every time that we fart into the microphone. All you got to do is uh, to message us. We'll chat. We'll chat. Hmm. Um, as the intro says, I am Chris. I am also Chris. That is true and together we are dude i i know i say it every week that we're the highest rate at this point like it might as well just not even say it anymore because it's just beating a dead horse forever i feel like we're like night monday nitro in the monday night wars except for we're never going to stop like it's been more than 83 weeks it's been 165 weeks or whatever episode this is like it's 160 something and we're just
1: yeah i was gonna say january of 2020 yeah so
3: let's see how many episodes we have up so far uh we can go we'll go to the tape like i will i will check uh 100 this is episode 167 so uh damn yeah we've been number one all the time so like it's not even a not even a contest anymore uh so we've got that going for us the merch you know we're, we're moving merch all the time if you need your last minute holiday gift items you can go to our t public store where they're probably having a sale they always do so you can get it for a discount stuff with our faces on it why would you not want to man get all it's your true. all your merch and you know also checking the email the inbox at iheartstamos at gmail.com your favorite podcast emailed us today earlier today even though it is a holiday weekend they said you know what you guys you're my favorite podcast so we are your favorite podcast's favorite podcast we are they
1: also sent us a bunch of nudes they
3: did it's a titty tuesday for a reason man
1: titty
3: tuesday yeah have you never heard of that no you need to spend more time on twitter man we are your friends with benefits almost had that time right yeah it was close i almost had that time right yeah you don't know you don't know titty tuesday
1: search hashtag
3: yeah oh dude yeah get ready well that's it for you this episode you're gonna be just scrolling through titties all this you're not even gonna be part of this conversation anymore You just start scrolling through Titty Tuesday on Thursday. You just scroll through Thong Thursday, dude. I got you on this. I'm I'm your I'm your Thong <laughs> Thursday. I'm your Twitter guide while it's still up because it's going away soon. So you better you better start scrolling while you can because that's going away. I have a feeling.
1: See, I used to make jokes about uh, engineer Paul Frankie, and I would make jokes that was Thought Thursday.
3: Oh yeah. No, they uh, they, adopted, um, they ad- adopted Thong Thursday instead. So.
1: No, that's fair. You
3: know, uh, you can also find us at tn2mshows.com. You can mm-hmm. uh, find a link to our merch store there. You can also sign up for our newsletter where we've got exclusive episodes coming very soon. Uh, we promise not to spam you once a month is going to be the majority of it mostly because we're lazy twice a month maybe if there's a special reason but um most of the time is this going to be once a month we're not trying to slam your inbox we're not trying to do that to you so
1: buddy we might be trying to slam we might be trying to slam your box though
3: oh yeah we sure are we're gonna get all up in that box buddy Man, can we break the fourth wall for a second? And I, can I just tell you that it was so good to see you for more than fifteen minutes this weekend?
1: Oh yeah, man. We oh uh, yeah.
3: Shout out to our our dear friends uh, over at Toy HQ for uh, a a special. Pop up reopening weekend uh this past weekend. A hell of a good time seeing everybody, seeing I I owe him an apology, by the way, because I feel like we can make it official. I called him the unofficial third leg of the show in person, but I feel like he's the official third leg of the show. So I misspoke, Justin. I'm sorry. Uh you are the of course We love you. Yes, of course you. you are the official third leg of the show. Uh, not the unofficial uh, I just i got I got so wrapped up in the moment and excited that i I don't even know what I was saying and it I, it, it just slipped out accidentally uh, both both that terminology and my left ball just slipped out. And it wasn't. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't on purpose. It just kind of happened. I think the
1: impressive part is that you had jeans on. Yeah,
3: I mean, you know, if I'm not in sweatpants, I'm in jeans. That's pretty much how I roll now. Um, that's that's pretty much it. So, but no, it was good seeing everybody. It was good being back in that in that store, man. It was just good being yeah. there.
1: And uh, I think they ended up having a uh, no pun intended because it was balls cold all weekend i think they ended up having a chiller time than they were expecting um they were expecting like a literal line outside pretty much the entire weekend and it was, I was. More just a, a steady flow the yeah. entire time so
3: i fully expected to have to be outside waiting in line because the demand would be so big to get in but it was they everything was so smooth everything was was you know very professional, very well done very well handled everybody in the store was great, not just the employees but all the customers were super cool like everybody was was very cool um, the whole thing from from start to finish was was very cool, so props to them for pulling that off uh, I can't wait uh to to be able to have the chance to go back again um when they do that again so but I, had to, I have to give them a shout-out because that was a, an amazing good time. So thank you to our friends, Toy HQ. I was, going, I, I was going to suggest to you while we were going over there, I was like, oh, man, we should do a live video while we're there. But then I was like, no, it's going to be chaos. And then we got there, and I was <laughs> like, I am like... I am, I am nervously optimistic looking at this parking lot. And then we got in and I was like, now I'm just in full on like toy shopping mode. And I also don't want to show everybody on the live stream how much money I spent. So we're just going to not do it. <laughs> that was the driving buy one, one factor. Buy,
1: buy one, get one free. Yeah,
3: everything was buy one, get one free for us. Uh, so I was, I was happy. I didn't spend that much money. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was like, man, we should do a live video. And then I was like, no, because it's probably going to be a lot of chaos. And I don't want to like, if, if it's like shoulder to shoulder, like, I don't want to be in people's personal space trying to be like one of those people. And then I just kind of got into the zone and I I, I just kind of forgot all about it. And I was, we had fun. It's possible to do things and live your life and not put it online. And that was one of those things that we did. But yeah, it's true. So much fun. So thank you very much to them. Um, shout out to them if you have a chance when they uh, do another when they're open again in their physical location. You owe it to yourself to go there because, dude, it is an amazing store. So,
1: it, I didn't even buy anything.
3: No, <laughs> it's okay. I bought enough for both of us. It's cool. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, we'll only take a minute um, because we have a couple things that we need. We we definitely need to get into on this show our our special. Uh, Thanksgiving episode. Uh, want to? We we would be, uh, we would be. It would be a glaring omission if we did not mention, um, the events, uh, over the weekend. Also, with uh, the passing of Jason David Frank. Uh, you and I have have both uh, met him, and um, you know, he. I had him sign that the the giant poster and uh super nice guy i know he was very polarizing uh you either really liked him or you really didn't uh but you know the one thing that you can absolutely say about him uh two things for sure number one he loved and appreciated every single power rangers fan and uh you know he he heard the you were my hero as a kid. And when I was growing up, you know, that story a million times, but every single time that you heard somebody tell him that he had the, he, he listened and really appreciated it. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing is he, if you went to a convention and you met him, it was probably the highlight of your convention because he went out of his way to make your meeting him, feel special. And there's a lot of people you go to a convention, uh, not gonna name names William Shatner, but like will make it seem very like assembly line and very like hand your money. It's It's very transactional. Yeah, it's it's very much like uh the I've literally seen it where people and I I've had it happen to me where you go to a convention and you want to meet somebody and it's very much like the soup Nazi in Seinfeld where it's like you put your money on the counter, you take three steps over, you say, Hi thank you very much. And they, they signed something and they've already handed, they've already slid it to you. And you're just like, thank you. And you walk away. Then you have no, you have like the bare minimum interaction at all. And it's very cold. It's very impersonal, but like he, like when you met him, you really felt special and he made it feel like you were just as important to him as he was to you. So, um, you know, so a... did
1: you ever? I'm I'm sure you have at like some point. Did you ever see the the custom? Do you remember Mighty Mugs, the thing before? Yeah, Pop figures? yeah. Did you re, Did you ever see the custom Green Ranger one that Paul has?
3: I, yes, I have. I have seen that.
1: Well, um, uh, you 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 know my ex that painted it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She painted it up for him. And, you know, it didn't exist. Like, there was no real thing there. So, you know, like, we get through the line. It's, sadly, there was no time to, like, make a custom box or anything like that. So it's literally, like, Paul just has the figure. And, you know, we wait in line. And he kind of, like, stops. He looks at it and he goes, where'd you get this? And, you know, I was talking at the time. I was like, oh, my girlfriend painted it for him as a birthday gift. His birth-, Because it was the first LCTC. Yeah. The very first LCTC. And I just remember saying, oh, yeah, my girlfriend painted it for him. Um, You know, as an early birthday gift, his birthday's in a couple weeks. He he like flips it over. He's looking at it and he like kind of taps it on the table. Like he's like, man, this is like she did a good job. (laughs)
3: Like,
1: you know, Paul's just sitting there like beaming. And he was like, well, how do you? And, you know, he was like, well, yeah, I definitely want you to sign it. And, you know, I think he used like a silver Sharpie on the back of the head. Mm -hmm. Paul, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, feel free to correct me. But I think it was silver Sharpie, Sharpie, if memory serves correct. But like, yeah, he was so stoked to see that. And that was the first time I met him. Yeah. Because I think, did I wait in line with you when you met him too?
3: I believe you did. uh, Because I think you took the picture of of me and him uh because i had him sign the poster he was one of the last people i had sign the the giant poster that i've got that has like too many uh signatures on it from the movie and it's it's one of my favorite movie posters of all time where uh it's the i think they call it like the b poster where it's all the helmets on like uh, like a side view of the helmets um, because I think the 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 one the the poster that shows up when you just Google the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie poster, I hate it where it's like the floating torsos on the bottom. Like I hate that poster. And but but they made a a a second poster that has all of the helm just it has just the helmets on the top and then the logo on the bottom. And I love that poster. So I had you know a bunch of people sign that poster. But like so. I was wearing my Ghostbusters outfit and when I met him. And so I was just like, I, I was like, I don't really care about a picture. I was like, my hair looks terrible. I'm not like dressed how I would want to be dressed in a picture with him. So I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll just do that. And so we, we get up to the front. And he's like, oh, man, let's get a picture. And I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't pay for the picture. He's like, I don't care. Let's get a picture. And I was like, all right. So um i hate the way
1: the poster you have looks much cooler
3: yeah the 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 regular poster that when you when you look it up oh i hate that poster but the one that i've got
1: has like rita and all the villains at the bottom
3: yeah and it's got like the power rangers but like all you see is like their torsos up and they've got like the hands the hands on hips yeah i hate that poster um but there was some year that there was there was a bunch of power rangers or a bunch of people from the movie were going to be at LexCon and i was like <laughs> i want a bunch of people to sign that poster but i was like i hate that poster and so i was just looking up like mighty Morphin from power rangers posters and that poster came up and i was like oh i love that poster and then i carried that poster with me through like five years of conventions uh so
1: How many you ended up with, what, like 16, 17 autographs on it?
3: The only two people that I'm at, that I'm like, really, that what I would consider missing from there are uh, the the people who played Zordon and Alpha 5 in the movies, uh, or in the movie. Uh, Otherwise... I've got all the rangers. I've got uh, I could have
1: sworn you got Zordon's autograph. No, they had. I thought a, he was the one that went off on Balkan Skull.
3: No, that was uh, Goldar. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've got Goldar, Rita, um, Lord Zed, Bulk uh, Balkan Skull, um, all the rangers. So I've got I've got a, a shit ton of people that have signed it. But and I finally like I, did I send you the picture of it framed?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like or it
3: looks, you, it looks dope. Framed.
1: Did you, send, did you send a picture on Snap or did you post it on Twitter?
3: No, I I, uh, I sent it on Snapchat.
1: Okay, then yeah, I saw that.
3: Yeah, dude, it looks it looks awesome, framed up. Like it looks really good. That one and the uh, that Friday the Thirteenth one sheet both look really good framed. So, uh, super happy with the way those turned out. But um, yeah, like he was one of the last people that I had sign it. So like I unrolled it on his and it was always the most awkward part was was when i got up to the front of someone's table like i would unroll the poster and i'm like you can go ahead and sign it wherever you want and he's like whoa like, there's a lot of people he's, a lot of people have signed it and i was like yeah said i'm trying to get everybody still missing a couple but you know um but yeah big bummer for that um i think i will go on record as to say i don't i think lexcon would be a lot different right now if it wasn't for jason david frank uh Uh,
1: yeah because the the very first year they did it he was like the biggest celebrity name they had and it was because he had just like just started doing conventions again and then when lctc moved to a four-day con um you know I remember it was one of the years that C2E2 was the same weekend. He came and did LCTC Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And then drove to C2E2 for Saturday, Sunday.
3: Yeah. he Or uh, I guess
1: went, flew. I mean, I, I don't know. He could have gotten in the car and driven
3: to Chicago, but whatever. Nah, he, uh, he morphed there. He just hit his belt buckle yeah. and flew there. It was a bolt of green electricity that just shot over there. Um, no, yeah, I, I think LexCon owes him a lot because for the first couple years like he was the anchor guy and he was he was a big draw He, he was every year he was there but like the first couple years like people went specifically to see him and only him and i feel like he was a big part of in initially their ability to grow so i feel like they owe him or or like Lexicon would look a lot different and not be as big as it is without him.
1: I can so, agree with that
3: because um, even when even when he like they they opened that they opened like a comic store or a toy store or whatever they opened and like he was there as part of the opening. Um, like they've done a lot with him, and I feel like a lot of their success belongs to him so um yeah he was a really really big deal for them early on and every time he's one of those guys like Kane Hodder that like he could show up to a convention every single year and his line would be out the door every year
1: and he did most years yeah like seasons. yeah he was
3: he was he was pretty much a a lock for for lexicon every year and every year you'd go in and there'd be one giant ass line and you're like who is that that line for it, they're like, Jason David Frank. It's the same way with Scarefest was, and Kane Hodder. Yeah,
1: it was 2019. You know, they had Edging and Christian kind of there on the end of one row and then backing up to them. It was uh, Jason David Frank and Ryan Hurst Yeah, from uh, Sons of Anarchy and Walking Dead. And it was just like, cool. So you just want this entire area to be <laughs> nothing but a mass of people.
3: Yep yep there's gonna look like the walking dead out here because there's gonna be people standing around but ah so yeah we we would be uh we would be remiss if we didn't say something and bring that up um but uh because it is it's a big bummer um and so um um hopefully everybody i know a lot of people uh who listen to this you know travel some of the same roads we do as far as conventions and stuff go and meet a lot of the same people that we meet. So hopefully uh, you have some good memories of Jason David Frank, like we do. Um, because that's the way that you should remember him um, is some of those good memories. So That's all. That's all I'll say about that before.
1: Absolutely.
3: Um, but uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but Thursday is Thanksgiving. So most of these people are, who are listening to this are probably listening after Thanksgiving. Um, but for Thanksgiving every year, we like to try and do. Uh, we have we have a tradition, a a Thanksgiving week tradition. The way that uh, old school WWF had Survivor Series as the Thanksgiving night tradition or the Thanksgiving Eve tradition, or the Thanksgiving week tradition, They when they kept changing yeah. it whenever it was convenient. We also have a Thanksgiving tradition that I would like to try with you. We did this last year. I don't know if it's going to work this year, um, <laughs> because I don't know if we're going to call too late, uh, but we always like to try and call the, uh, the Butterball Turkey uh, Talk Line. They have the that's the official name for it, the Butterball Turkey Talk Line, where you can call somebody. One uh, eight hundred Butterball is the number. By the way, you can call and you get matched with a a turkey professional, which is a real thing. And you can ask questions and get like um, uh, you know tips, tips, tricks, advice, and stuff for. Um. Thanksgiving for cooking your turkey. And so we're going to try and call that number if you'd like, and we're going to ask them some questions.
1: Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine, eight, six, seven, five,
3: three. We can call that number no, too if you number. want. Yeah, we can call it if you want. Okay. It says, and... it says call this number. And then when I call it, it brings up the other phone number. Uh, cause now they have a text number that you can, so we'll try this and see what happens if we call it rather than text it. Um, cause yeah, you can text with a Turkey expert, but I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel like that's the, the answer. All right, let's call this and see what happens. That's a weird. All right.
2: This line is used for texting the Butterball Turkey Talk line.
3: Well hell.
2: If you need to speak to someone yeah. regarding turkey cooking questions, I do. please hang up and call 1-800-Butterball. That's 1-800-288-8372. Okay. Thank you.
3: We're going to do that then. My apologies. All right, let's go back 288-8372. to it. 288-8372. 288-8372. 372. All right. That's not that's too few letters to be Butterball, but we're going to do it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a Butterbee.
3: <laughs> Butterbee. We're calling. OK, here we go. Let's see if we can get somebody.
2: This call may be recorded for quality assurance. Oh, same. We have a special it's promotion today for, for select sure. callers. If you are Ooh. over 50, please no. press 1 now. No. If not, press 2.
3: No, we're not over 50. Combined, maybe. But we're not over 50. Barely. Thank
0: you for your Barely. help with our survey.
3: You're welcome. It just hung up on me.
1: What the fuck? Fuck you, Butterball. Come
3: on, Butterball. All right, hold on. one 800 t t e r. Yeah. Oh, this one says. Welcome
2: to Butterball. Here we go. We're sorry. That was not a valid response. Oh, my bad.
3: Turkey, help.
1: We're
2: We're sorry. That was still not a valid response. Thank you for calling Butterball. Goodbye. What?
3: Call him back. All right. I'm just not going to talk and I'm going to wait and see what their answer is.
2: Welcome to Butterball. To be connected to our Butterball Turkey Talk Line for information on turkey preparation and cooking assistance, press or say three. If you have, your call may be monitored or recorded to ensure quality customer service.
3: Sweet, same. All right, here we go.
2: Thank you for calling the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. How can I help you?
3: Hi, my name is Chris, and actually, my friend is is with me on the line too. His his name is funny enough, also Chris. Hi. I'm also Chris. okay. Hello, hi. Hello,
2: um, hello, Chris's.
3: Yeah, th- that is the <laughs> nicest way that people address us. So thank you for that. Um, we've got a friendsgiving uh, that is coming up, and we're a little bit nervous about actually like the the turkey cooking process. Okay. Um, and we're we're very much novices when it comes to like cooking a big turkey. Um, we have got. a a 10 pound turkey it's 10.72 pounds according to the label uh as far as thawing what's the rule of thumb for how long you're supposed to thaw it per pound
2: um well for a 10 pound turkey it would be about three days in the refrigerator um so that's three full 24 hour cycles um or if you're trying to if you're trying to cook it if it's frozen right now and you're trying to cook it on Thursday, um, we'd recommend a cold water thaw, which would be submerging it in its packaging in cold water for about five hours and changing the water every 30 minutes.
3: Every, okay. Wow. Well, good. I work from home. So changing it every 30 minutes is okay. Uh, I can, and if you couldn't
2: do that, and if you couldn't do that all in one stretch, you could like do it half tonight and half uh tomorrow uh um, okay split, split it up into two phases if you need to but that should get um a 10 pound turkey uh, thawed if it's currently frozen
3: all right perfect awesome thank you um mm-hmm. how long have you been doing i, I, I just, i'm sorry like i don't mean to take up a lot of your time i just like how long have you been a a turkey talk helpline person
2: um, this is my second season doing oh, it. Wow. Awesome.
3: What's the oh, wow. Yeah, what? this
2: is I'm a I'm a sophomore on the <laughs> I'm a sophomore on the Butterball Turkey Talk line.
3: No, well, you're fantastic because yeah, you you completely saved uh, I, I, you saved my ability to uh, cook a turkey because
2: well, <laughs> I'm completely
3: clueless. So thank you. What's the? Well,
2: I didn't really tell you how to cook a turkey. No, it's but okay. I helped, but at least I <laughs> Yeah, like, like it's, what, it's. Do you have any other questions about about preparing a turkey? I just
3: kind of want to know what's the weirdest question that you've been asked so far. oh yeah. <laughs> just out of curi- just out of pure curiosity, what's the weirdest question that someone's asked so far?
1: Um.
2: I mean, I don't like get weird. We don't get a lot of weird questions. Like we get a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of similar questions yeah. um like the question that like you asked i <laughs> yeah. I've answered i've i've answered quite a bit uh this evening um but I don't know, I've, I just I feel like there are times where people talk, want to talk more. And there are times where um, like they uh, are very quick or they're like in the store uh, trying to find the turkey that they need. So they're very quick to get off the phone. And then other times where <laughs> someone is feeling uh, nostalgic about something having to do with the holiday or turkey preparation or a person that's connected to that, where the conversations uh, like are are more and in, more involved okay um and uh i don't know about weird that's uh
1: that's, that's like <laughs> a fun that's a
2: funny question um
1: well i, like, I will say had, i think it's kind of strange to hear people talk about getting nostalgic about turkey <laughs> preparation yeah <laughs> But, well,
2: if you think about, if you think about like when turkeys are being consumed are usually uh, around the holidays true. and yeah. people are with family and not everyone has every everyone that has been in their family still around. And so uh, there's a lot, I think that people connect to their, um, to their Turkey, you know, it's like very, it's kind of, it sounds kind of silly, but it, I think that there's, there's ways to connect it, but uh, I, I don't know. I spent a lot of time in, in the kitchen with my, with my grandma and my godmother. So, uh, there's a lot of memories there connected to food.
3: No, I, I get I that for it. sure. Cause like I can, I can close my eyes and if I think of Thanksgiving, like there are smells that I, yes, that like, totally. that, that like will come to me. And I'm like, you know, I have that, like the, 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 the smell of that turkey cooking or, um, I call it stuffing whether it's in the bird or not. I know that's a huge thing yeah. around here is mm-hmm. if, if if it's not in there it's called dressing, but to me it's always stuffing. But like <laughs> it's that...
2: stuffing to me as
3: well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um but yeah, like that <laughs> smell um like that, so I I totally get that when you say nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like for me it smells. Um I have one opinion question and then I'll let you get back to talking to people okay. uh, who are who are much smarter than us. Um okay. In your opinion, mac and cheese Thanksgiving dish or not?
2: Totally, why not? Okay, it's comfort food.
3: Yeah, there, no, there, there, that's a you. hard line here. There's a hard line food. here, and in
2: some and in some places, and in some families, and on some tables, if it wasn't there, there'd be a problem.
1: <laughs> that's
3: that's fair enough. That's fair enough.
1: It's- that, that's yeah. That that's uh, that that's a rule like that. If it's not there, it's a problem for me. Yeah. Like-
2: And I will say, I just saw a really crazy, amazing recipe by someone on Instagram. It's not one of Butterball's recipes, um, but uh, like a food blogger. And it was mac and cheese stuffed sweet potatoes.
3: Oh, wow. And
2: it's like, take the idea of like a potato skin, right? But do it with a sweet potato and then fill it with. It's a, it's now a vessel for mac and cheese, and then you bake it so it's all like golden and crispy on the outside. Like, how is that not Thanksgiving? You know, right. what I mean? like mac and cheese can definitely be Thanksgiving.
3: I like it. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm team pro mac and cheese. There's a lot of people uh, that, that are anti mac and cheese for, for Thanksgiving. We call those people wrong, and uh, we move on we with our We don't call holiday. those people at all. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. Awesome. No, those are those are all the questions I had. Also, Chris, do you have any?
1: No, she kind of covered it, and I, I really want to try that like potato skin mac and yeah. cheese thing now.
3: No, that sounds awesome. <laughs> thank you very much for for, yeah. for 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 all of your help. And nope. it, it, you no, no problem. You sound like a pro. You don't even sound like it's your second year. Like you sound like you're <laughs> you're you're absolutely perfect. So thank you very oh, much.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling the Butterball Turkey Talk line, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. You too. You too.
3: Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. The tradition rolls on for another year. Absolutely. Hold on. Where is Absolutely. it? Where is
0: it? Yeah!
3: <laughs> yeah! 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 The tradition continues. Forget the masters. This is a tradition unlike any other. She was wonderful.
1: She she absolutely knew what we were doing. Oh, too. yeah. She 100% <laughs> knew what we were doing.
3: I love it, though, because, like, there came a point where she was just like, I'm just going to lean into this and just, like, yeah. go nuts. So, yeah, good. She was a good sport. Um, yeah. Because you know that she, like, she picked up and she's like, this is not the normal call quality. Like, they sound
1: where. Where did you pull ten point seven two out of?
3: No, I just pulled a number out. Well, it
1: was good, man. You just—you
3: just, you just you, sound
1: very official.
3: You just—you just, you just get—that's yeah, that, it, man. The devil's in the details. I've been running through this call in my head over and over this week. As soon as I knew that that's what we were gonna—that we were coming up on—and I was like, oh, it's our butterball turkey talk line. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to do that too, one eight hundred butterball. Uh, they will help you out, as you can tell. You can tell them that your friends with benefits sent you. And they will probably hang up on you.
1: Yeah, they'll have some questions about where, they, where that came from.
3: Yeah, they sure will. And uh, so hopefully you'll get somebody that's a good sport like we got. And you can actually you know, chat them up for a little bit. Um, so uh, the other thing is you know, that that comes with Thanksgiving time that I'm excited that I I, I talked to you about this um, that we have to talk about because I am I am like you you know how much I love unsolved mysteries. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've done episodes where we've talked about, you know, unsolved mysteries segments, or we've just talked about, like, legitimate unsolved mysteries in the world. And there's a big one that has hit a special day today, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. I know everybody's probably going to be listening to this later, but... A special today, November 22nd, 1987, which if you're doing your math, I believe that's 35 years.
1: 35 years ago.
3: It was a Sunday night in Chicago, and everything was normal. Everything was fine up until 9.14 p.m.
1: You're sitting at home. You're watching Doctor Who for some godforsaken reason. You're not even
3: there yet. You're watching the 9 o'clock news on Channel 9 at 9.14. And you're watching highlights of the Bears-Lions game on the 9 o'clock news. And Dan Roan, the sportscaster, on the 9 o'clock news is is narrating those results narrating over the highlights when all of a sudden the channel goes dark and on wgn which you probably have heard of before very very famous um all of a sudden out of the darkness boom, Pops up somebody in a max headroom mask. Yes, sir. And the best way that I heard that mask described was a cross between the Joker and Richard Nixon mask. Um, There was no audio. Uh, There was just like a hissing noise that, that showed up and it just like in the background there was this corrugated metal background that was spinning and all of a sudden it's almost as quickly as it shows up boom it goes back and Dan Rone is back there and he's sitting at the desk and he just kind of laughs and he said quote well if you're wondering what's happened so am i <laughs> and so that you know happens, and people are like, "What? That's that's weird." Like, and but it wasn't, um, you know, it, it wasn't it that wasn't the end of it because nine sixteen uh, p.m. that night, it was right after everything went went haywire. Uh, WGN, who had technicians in the building. Uh, started to scour the building. They tried to uh, they um, they were looking for like a disgruntled engineer or somebody whoever hacked into their signal to put that on. And because they immediately thought, "Oh, this is an inside job," because that's the only way that it could have that someone could have interrupted the signal. But the story does not end there because they didn't find anybody in the WGN building. And two hours later, almost exactly two hours later, at 11.15 p.m. on Channel 11, which was the PBS affiliate WTTW, as you were, you you were correct, they were airing an episode of Doctor Who called The Horror of Fang Rock.
1: So, uh, show note right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doctor Who sucks.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand Doctor Who. So uh, they were probably doing everybody a favor because what happened is all of a sudden at 11.15, some static starts to hit and the scan lines like, you know, you know, when you have like an old VHS, uh, not one that's like a store bought, but one that's like a you bought a blank one and You know, it's switching over from one thing that you recorded to another, and it kind of like it's kind of like getting its bearings, and like those scan lines show up. Uh, Mm -hmm. That happened, Um, and it, it when it when it when the scan lines go away and and the the image settles, there's the same max headroom mask wearing guy, except for this time there's sound. And instead of only being on for 30 seconds, uh, this one is one minute and 22 seconds. And it's all over the place. Um, there's references to uh, local Chicago stuff. Uh, there's um, there's the Max Headroom guy holding uh, a something that really looks like a, a, a big old rubber dick um, yelling the uh, new coke slogan catch the wave which was Max Headroom was a spokesperson for uh, new coke at that point uh, yes. sh- starts singing the theme song to the super weird 1960s cartoon Clutch Cargo Um and 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 starts um making wgn reference uh making making references to um the wgn and um it's just very very weird there, there's a whole point where he's getting spanked with a fly swatter from someone else um it's it's just it's really weird um and and still the same like corrugated metal well, back. And the person that
1: the person that spanks him's in like some weird costume too. Yeah,
3: it the whole thing is just super weird. And by the time you kind of f- like get a grip on what's happening, it's over. Um, and, and like because the, the the difference of why that one was able to last on air so much longer than the WGN incident was the wgn had studio techs in in the building and they were able to override the and and like swap out the uh the feed frequency and override that pirate broadcast while the pbs channel all of the engineers had gone home and they were gone for the day and they didn't have somebody in house all the time. Like WGN had. So it basically, what happened was the, the broadcast, like that was the entire thing and they got to run the whole thing. And it just, it ended before it kicked back to Dr. Who. And because there were no studio texts or anything, um, the only way that anybody even has footage of it is because people were recording uh, the doctor who episode on their VCRs because they didn't record anything um, when there weren't people there. So, um, and like they did interviews like WGN did interviews, like the local news places did interviews with people and like, and, 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 a large portion of the people were just really upset because they were like, we're going to have to tape over that episode and wait for it to come back around. Like they were doctor who fans and they were mad because they were trying to tape the episodes. And now they were going to have to wait for that one to circle back because this guy had interrupted it.
1: <laughs> um, Fuck
3: but like, yeah, it, it became a huge deal Uh, the FCC launched an investigation and um, threatened if they found out who it was that there was a maximum penalty of $100,000 and a year in jail or both. Um, And they devoted a lot of resources. Um, And it largely stemmed from the fact that A year and a half earlier, on April 27th, 1986, HBO aired a movie called The Falcon and the Snowman. And that broadcast got hijacked uh, in what's called the Captain Midnight pirate broadcast. And um, basically what happened was a guy... Jammed that signal and was able to interrupt it with a test pattern screen and a message talking about um, uh, how HBO was so expensive. And it was signed from Captain Midnight. And so, um, and like a lot of people were trying to take credit for it. Uh, cause it was like, it was seen as like this brand new way of, you know, disrupting people and kind of breaking the norm of protesting and that kind of thing. Um, but they found the guy that did it, um, based on the fact that he used like a super uncommon text generator program, um, and that was like really in limited use. And, and so they, yeah, they, um, they, they got him pretty quick. But to this day, um, nobody has ever been, been caught or taken credit for, or like, you know, people have tried to take credit for it. But like, there's been no credible person taking credit for or blame for the Max Headroom incident. And basically how they did it was... And, and this is why it's so crazy is because there's a very, very limited number of people that could have been responsible because you need, you need a lot of expensive equipment. Um, basically, the, the way that it worked, the way that the TV stations worked back then before everything was all digital like that was like the connections they have now. Um, there's a the TV networks relay their signal from their respective studios to high-powered transmitters on top of, you know, the usually the tallest buildings that they could get. And yeah. that was called the Studio Transmitter Link, or STL for short. And basically the way that you would have to break that up is you would overpower the microwaves of the STL... And you would, so you have to have a transmitter that was basically more powerful than the studios that would block it, that would overpower the studio's transmission. And you have to basically interrupt it, get in the way of the transmission and the receiver. So they would basically have to switch on their transmission equipment at a high enough location... Whether that's a you know a high rise apartment or a roof uh, of a building or wherever, um, between the studios and their transmitters, so there's a lot there, there's a lot to do to make that work at that point in time. So your suspect list is very limited.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, just to do it with such a weird
3: thing. Right. Like, that's the uh, that's the other thing is it's like Max Headroom was was still new at that point. Like Max Headroom had a had a show, uh, a a very, you know, short lived show that was on at that point and had kind of taken off, uh, you know, was a spokesperson for New Coke and, you know, was kind of like the the fad at that point. And so, yeah, what a weird mask to be wearing. And like the, what he's saying and stuff has nothing really to do with Max Headroom at all. So, just a really odd. So, I've uh, like I, for years, years, I have been trying to, you know, read into, you know, popular theories about who they think it is and every single potential suspect has a pretty solid alibi either like they weren't anywhere near Chicago at the time or, you know, they were in Chicago, but they, they like their whereabouts are accounted for at those times. Yeah. Um And the thing about it is like that crime, the statute of limitations has long passed. So if somebody wanted to take credit for it at this point, like they couldn't be charged with anything. So, like, there would be no real reason to not come forward with it. It's just it, like the whole thing just, just. It, it's weird. It, it, yeah, it it, it lives rent free in my brain. Is basically what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. That's understandable. Like, and
3: and and maybe it's because you know I'm uh i've been on the tv production side i've been in you know and continue to be in the radio production side so like i i kind of understand that world a little bit mm-hmm. uh and like the the concept and the idea that somebody would be able to and would and would get away with it um is just is is astounding like, i love it i love everything about it um it's it's so goofy that you know i have to you, you have to respect it um and but like you can tell by watching it that like it's a it's a like you're watching somebody play back a VHS like a pre-recorded tape oh
1: god yeah. like it's not yeah, live yeah. there's nothing about that's live
3: no and because uh, that was the thing is like one guy uh, at one point there was a guy that went on, I think he went on Reddit and he was trying to say that he did it and he did like an AMA about it. But like within the first paragraph, he said it was live. And so like immediately people were like, yeah, n- nope." like they debunked it like pretty quick. Um, because yeah, there's like, th- th- there's cuts in there that there's no way that it could be live. Uh, but it just the whole thing just, it, it, it it's surrounded by like here we are 35 years later and they are no closer to figuring out who like the only way that we're ever going to figure out who did it is if somebody's like yeah it was me and here's the proof that i did it but like yeah and
1: i mean and lord knows i mean how much of the proof they even have that they did it is still in existence if they did
3: right um so yeah, like what a what a boss move to interrupt a TV feed and not get caught by the FBI. Um, but yeah, like it, it, uh, it you know has to be somebody that that really knows how that technology works, and you know that is in that geographic location, and um, you know with that kind of case you know if you're the if you're a detective on that case you know that there's no real you know it's it's not a victimless crime but like it's pretty close i mean nobody got hurt there was nobody dead there's no property damage there's no anything like the biggest thing about that is is the idea that that stuff is is so easily hackable by somebody, you know that, um, you know it, um, it. It could definitely um, on a bigger scale could be a problem, um, but you know who knows? Um, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of people that um, that are that would take credit for it try to take credit for it but never um it wouldn't none of the none of the people none of the confessions ever really took um so you want to
1: start a rumor that we know who did it
3: oh yeah you want you want to start the rumor that we solved it on this episode and then by the time that people get to this point they're like we realize that they made it up uh, oh, absolutely all right so we're gonna we're gonna say in the description that we finally solved the max headroom pirate incident <laughs> and then by the time people get to 57 minutes into this episode almost 58 <laughs> minutes they're gonna be like wait they're just concocting a plan to say oh that's that's some bullshit so yeah okay that's what we're <laughs> gonna do we're gonna say that we solved it and uh, we'll see if we can get any traction on this one and just see what happens
1: um just really make people angry <laughs>
3: yeah well that's what we normally do anyway so um but yeah if if you have any theories about it uh the max headroom incident uh shoot them our way because i i love talking about it because it just it it captivates me like the whole idea of you it things
1: we love it's like urban urban legends yes. and um butts
3: yeah well yeah that's true um <laughs> Yeah that that's basically yeah. Um yeah. So yeah, no, it um like what a what a great mystery. It it's one of the few mysteries that it's like it's a real life mystery where it, it's kind of the perfect one because like no like I said like nobody got hurt, nobody died, nobody whatever um but like it it's still like it's out there. It's unsolved. Nobody knows anything of, like nobody knows who did it and 'Cause they they well, it, had we know to, who did it. oh yeah, well we absolutely know who did it. And um it's it's obviously hold on a second Randy, we can do it like this way. It's obviously, you know, is the one who did it. That's that's true. Because we saw we, we know that is not his whereabouts are unaccounted for and it took multiple people well, to do it, and you know, he's always
1: don't, don't forget and also, don't forget that his assistant.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, it, it took multiple people because there had to be somebody to, like, spin the background. And then there was the the person with the fly swatter. So, you know, that, that, that was always seen with. And, of course, and they all had the, the knowledge to do it. So, obviously, that's who it was.
1: And they actually didn't film it in Chicago. They really filmed it in...
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you beat me to it. But yeah, that, that was what I was going to say. It Obviously, you can tell by uh, the background, like on that side, that it was obviously... So, I mean, there you go.
1: You're welcome. to we solved this for you. <laughs> yep.
3: Uh, we might as well just start calling this show Consider It Solved, because we just solved this bitch. <laughs> so, you know... Um, and now I don't know about you, but, uh, solving these mysteries really wears me out. And, uh, so I think we're out of time now that we've solved that mystery. So, um, go to tn2mshows.com and sign up for our newsletter, our email newsletter. We will not spam you. We'll give you one a month probably that will give you uh you know a summary of of uh some highlights from our show other shows uh in the network when you get all caught up with our catalog and um you know if you get stuck in traffic and you need to pass the time you can listen to some of their shows um you can also find our merch page on there where there's probably a sale going on um and we'll also uh in the monthly newsletter ish Uh, We'll send you exclusive episodes, exclusive content that you won't get anywhere else. So make sure you subscribe to that uh, right there on the page, TN2MShows.com.
1: And as always, hashtag FWB podcast on any social media you want. I don't really give a shit. Do you? Nah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever social media you want. Just not truth social. Fuck
3: them. Who even knows uh, what social media is gonna be around by this time next week? We don't. That's true. There's like that's fifty true. million popping up. It's like whack-a-mole right now.
1: Oh, do you wanna do you wanna create a whack-a-mole social network?
3: Kind of, yeah. I yeah, wanna create cool. I wanna create a rule that I like to call real life Snapchat that if someone's really boring or annoying you, they have ten seconds to get out <laughs> what they have to say, and then they just go away forever. Uh, that's what I really want is I want real life Snapchat.
1: <laughs> uh, God, that's perfect. <laughs> is that but, so wrong? Um, yeah, that's fucking good. I got, <laughs> I got, I got nothing after that. Uh, right. we're going to be here next week. Yeah. Probably going to be winding down in a few weeks.
3: Probably. So we got to have, uh, we got to, we're going to be ramping up our Christmas stuff. We're going to have, uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have an interview with one of Santa's elves.
1: Oh yeah, uh,
3: And we're going to call the Santa hotline uh, at some point, maybe, maybe next week. I don't know. We'll have to see what next week brings. We might, we might start our Christmas stuff next week um, where we'll have an elf because we, we have the hotline to uh, Santa's workshop. So we'll have an elf come in and talk about like, you know, the working conditions and um, maybe we should, maybe we should try and find, you know, a former elf to give us the real dirt on Santa's workshop.
1: Ooh, that'd be a good. Time. I think I think I'm going to that'd put on some time. dealers. Yeah.
3: Okay. So we're going to find we're going to find a former elf. If you are a former elf that used to work at Santa's workshop, give us a, a shout at iheartstamos at gmail dot com, and we'll hook up an interview. You can remain anonymous if you want to, uh, but we want the real dirt on what Santa's workshop is like. We also got to call Santa and put in our Christmas wish list, um, so we got to do that too. So we got a lot of good stuff coming for the holidays, my friend.
1: Yeah. But until next week, when we're going to be here, back with y'all, with you, Chris and Chris, doing a podcast, hour-ish long, solving bullshit. So, as always, until then, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing. We're going to be back next week with something for your ear holes. And as always, thank you being our friends and you know what just real quick i'm gonna speak for you with this all right fuck fuck the elite yeah the
3: Young
1: Bucks and kenny omega i got a
3: lot to say about Thank that you. but i didn't want to i didn't want to uh i didn't want to bring down the show so we had a full show this Let's week i didn't em. want to go on my rant
1: fuck them thanks for being our friends with benefits bye guys